Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Yeah. Philly. Bird gang. Yeah. They got enemies, got a lot of enemies Everybody hating on that bird gang energy They trying to take the wave that we on Check it and respect it, bruh, it's fourth and jump Ooh wee, yeah we got that loud pipe This that show, all bird gangs alike Agel, E-Rock, Evan, the homie Mike Ain't no show keeping up in sight Yeah when you watching them birds play, birds. thoughts go through your mind about some misplays. Backstage politics, right. who's next on the trade block? Man. Tune in to Fourth and John, get your answers, bruh. If you be in the city, just know that we get busy. Time there's a whole game tailgate. We lit cheering on them birds, uh, singing that fight song. E A G L E S, we on look. We from Philly. If you don't know, we run these streets the same way the birds run that NFC East. Giants is weak, skins is trash, Cowboys every season whoop that ass. It ain't no competition, we here for those who listen. Want nothing but the facts, that ego coalition. We could give two fucks about your trash ass team. Our concern is about that black, that white, that midnight green. The feathers on the helmet, bruh, our hearts indebted. Fly, Eagles, fly, what it's about, bruh, I said it, look up. But I just got to know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? From Wildfire Sports Studios, welcome to the 2018 Eagles Offseason Episode 8. Well, boys and girls, welcome to the doldrums of the NFL Offseason. It's getting warmer out. Technically, uh, by the calendar, we're one step closer, one day closer to the NFL season. But it feels so far away. And that's because the majority of the exciting part of the NFL offseason is over. Free agency is coming gone, the NFL schedule release is coming gone, and the draft is coming gone. And for the most part right now, everybody's squads are set. So when free agency happens and we take a look at who got who, we want to start penciling in those W's and those L's. Well, wait a minute, it's way too early. Wait until the NFL schedule release comes out. 
And then the NFL schedule comes out, and we want to pencil in those W's and those L's, and we go, wait a minute, it's way too early. Let's wait until the NFL draft. Now, as far as this squad is concerned, we're going to hold off penciling in those wins and losses until closer to the preseason, right? But what I want to focus on on today's show is grades, especially when it comes to the NFC East, because when it comes to defending that championship, when it comes to the repeat, and there is nothing above the repeat, the first thing you need to do is conquer your own division. So we're going to take a look at the Redskins and the Giants and the Cowboys and give them an off-season grade along with our Philadelphia Eagles. But before we get into all that, I want to toss it off to my man, Mr. Gail Saunders. Eagle Sessions on Twitter. How are you tonight, What's up, sir? Man? What's up? What's happening, dude? We missed you last week. I miss you guys too, man. I you had know? to call in. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, the, the off-season's here. Uh Allergies are here. Uh, oh my god! In full force. Got me under the weather, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I might sound a little different, but uh, <laughs> I'm here. Eyes are watering, but I mean it's off season. I thought that was because the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Uh, that's that that too. That, that too. <laughs> but I, I think uh, the Eagles are doing their due, del- due diligence this this off season. You hear them making these uh, little moves, bringing guys into the complex. Uh, you know, I think we're. I think they're doing their doing their homework. I think after a, a solid draft and uh, Dallas Goddard in the house, uh, no, you got to feel you got to feel excited about the season and this offense. So I, I'm excited, man. Yeah, right now those teams are going to be making those little free agent pickups here and there. And if you remember correctly, last year about this time was the time that the Eagles signed Legarrette Blunt to kind of solidify yep. that. Eagles running back attack after they kind of missed out in last year's draft getting a running back at least high. They traded up for Pumphrey in what, the fifth round or fourth? Fourth round. But they still feel like they needed to bolster that unit, so they went outside LeGarrette Blunt. I'll be honest, I don't know if there's a LeGarrette Blunt out there for the Eagles to sign at this point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, right now they're just doing maintenance. Uh, You're bringing guys in that can challenge your your young depth players on the roster. I, you think uh, if they happen to bring Terrence West in, mm-hmm. um, it's just another guy in the mix to make this room competitive. You know, you just don't give these roster spots to young guys. You make them work for it. So that's what they're doing. And just to give you a quick recap of uh, this week's sort of signings or transactions or potential signings, the Eagles signed Joe Generic White Guy Callahan, <laughs> quarterback. <right>. Racist. <laughs> From the uh, Green Bay Packers. He also bounced around from the New Orleans Saints and the Cleveland Browns. Wes, uh, quarterback uh, from Wesley went undrafted. Local guy, too. Local guy. Local Philadelphia uh, sort, sort of area guy. Yep. And he was the first uh, D3 quarterback to pass for over 5,000 yards. Yeah. But so. still couldn't beat out Brett Hundley when uh, Aaron Rodgers went down. Yeah. Camp arm. <laughs> Welcome to new Matt McGloin. <laughs> Mr. Joe, Mr. Joe Callahan. Also signed uh, Marcus Wheaton, who in 2015 had 44 receptions, four, uh, 749 yards, and five touchdowns. That was his best year. The last two years, uh, a whole lot of nothing was on injured reserve. His last year with the Steelers, and not that anybody did anything in Chicago, but, you know, uh, did nothing in Chicago along with the rest of the yeah, team. He, I mean, he dealt with injuries. Um, you think about the 2015 year was his, like, I guess, breakout year. Uh, that's where he earned, like, $11 million from – the Bears, but um, but you think this has another scent of Joe Douglas because uh, when he was with the Ravens, his last year with the Ravens, that's when uh, I was not, 
Wrong P- Pittsburgh. Wrong guy. Wrong guy. Yeah. Wrong guy. I'm thinking Terrence West. We're going to get there. Yeah. We're going to pre- get there. A little preemptive. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, a, a guy that you know, brings in depth, quality depth. He could be the Chris Givens 2.0 with uh, uh, special teams ability. Special teams. You know, it might be, uh, might be a guy they take a look at on punt returns yeah. or kick returns. Mm-hmm. Because uh, even though Darren Sproles signed uh, signed a year with the Eagles to to, to continue on for his for a bargain, for a bargain, yeah. Well, he wants to be here, man. I know he was who part of that rehab unit. Well, he was part of that rehab unit. Yeah. When you talk about Chris Maragos and Jason Peters and Jordan Hicks and Carson Wentz, like Sprolesy was in with that entire group. Yeah. So he's just as hungry as those other guys. I think the Eagles did the right thing bringing him back, but they're not going to want him on special teams. That's something that they're not going to want to. <laughs> You don't think so? Sproles? Not at his age coming off injury. Not no. even being punt returner? I think they'll try to explore other options. Maybe. Yeah. Really? You know, he, he's a punt return guy. Uh, that's though. what I mean. He's, he's he, such he's a, a stud a, punt returning. Yeah, I, I think they'll explore other options. Like, if they want him to be yeah. l- his longevity, again, how old he is, yeah. coming off injury, and correct me if I'm wrong, he didn't only tear his ACL, but he broke his broke arm his in that arm. game. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. a tough little son of a bitch. Like, who deals with that kind of... And walked off the field... Face yeah. like stone, uh-huh. just like nothing happened. Yeah. Unbelievable, but I think they did the right thing. Going back to your guy, Terrence West. He's not maybe, in the house yet, but they but they're kicking the tires kicking on. The Two tire. guys are kicking yeah. the tires on. One is Terrence West. Give it, give him to me. I mean, I, I think he's uh, he, he's he's flashed. I don't think he's uh, no. you know, I don't think he, I, I I wouldn't say he's serviceable. I mean, he he could uh, give you a couple reps here and there. Um, but I don't think he's – he's no bl- – this isn't a blunt signing. Is there a guy on the roster that you could compare him to on our current roster? I, I, I think he was – I think he's an upgrade, upgrade of small over small. Work. I was going to say yeah. I think he has shown the pro- productivity that they wanted out of Smallwood. Mm-hmm. His best year was in 2016, 774, five, uh, four yards, five touchdowns. If you can get that kind of production out of Smallwood yeah. – you wouldn't be looking at running backs right now. Unfortunately, Smallwood just the dude just can't stay healthy. Yeah. So that's why you're kicking the tires. Also, also uh, a, a former big name coming out of the draft and an Alabama guy, Courtney Upshaw. Again, reeks of Alabama. Oh yeah, Courtney Upshaw. Oh yeah. You didn't hear about this? this? Yeah, yeah. Yates just, Yates just tweeted tweeted it today. The um, the Eagles are kicking the tires. On 2012, former second-round picks. Spent four years in Baltimore, two years in Atlanta. Won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. You're talking about a guy with uh, with a Super Bowl ring. That's Joe Douglas. That is Joe Douglas. It just reeks of Joe Douglas. <laughs> Anybody wearing that purple and black at one point is going... Because you know Joe's still got those connections down yeah, in yeah. Baltimore. So that happened just like an hour ago or something? Nah, bro. It happened like uh, four hours ago. Well, goddamn, goddamn. Look at you. Look at you. Look at E-Rock. <laughs> he went up on the news over Gale. E-Rock Schefter over here. E-Rock Schefter. Now, it, it is amazing that kind of uh, relationships. And the Eagles, do, the Eagles front office does build relationships with other teams. The Miami Dolphins. Remember, they came up to Philadelphia for training camp to have a joint uh, training camp for... A couple days, I think it was three or four days. And then they taught that boy Jay Jay a lesson. Sent and then they taught, yep, yep. And they, they took our Byron Maxwell. They, they took, took Byron, our Kiko Alonso. Exactly. So it's nice to have front office relationships with schmucks. With guys you can kind of get over on, dump off your garbage to get up and grab Miami, Carson Wentz. The Miami fleeced. 
the Miami. We're going to call them the Fleeces. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So that's uh, that. That's the updates on kind of the goings on inside the Novacare complex. We got Mike working the social media on Periscope on Fourth and John right now. Mike, how are you doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right. I mean, I was watching. Uh, I wasn't able to watch uh, highlights of the Carson Wentz uh, on Good Morning Football. I believe it was yesterday. And then he was just kept on explaining that he's determined to be ready week one. Just gives me goosebumps, bro. I'm telling you. Just this is gonna have a crazy comeback year. I'm feeling a forty touchdown season with this guy. Interesting. Uh, hot take, a little bold take. Is he any you're saying he's starting week one? Is this what you're he's saying? He's start well, I mean so, he, from him is, saying he's so determined to be in week one, he's been saying this for a while now, but he was like like being dead on serious, like he's He's in for week one. If he's in for week one, book it. 40 touchdown season. Well, I mean. We got the weapons to make that happen. In fairness, what do you expect the guy to say? Like, do you expect him to go up there and him and Hall and be like, well, I'm not sure. We'll see. You know, he wants to start week one. He he's wanted to start since he went down. Mm-hmm. He's wanted to start. We all t- I tweeted out that picture on the fourth and John account of him at the Super Bowl party after party, looking just all that sorts place, of yeah. like, man, I wish that was me. That guy was it was wanting to start now. Yeah. So again, there's gonna be checkpoints along the way. We'll see how the uh the 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 progress goes in the yeah. rehab. I, I didn't check after the draft. Um just out of pure curiosity, is Nick Foles still on the roster? Uh, one Mr. Nicky franchise Nick Super Bowl here? champ no, Foles. Yes. From what yes. I heard, that's that's big roster. dick Nick to you guys. Big dick Nick. Okay. Yeah. Sir, sir, sir Big Dick. Yeah. yeah. Sir Big Dick is still. And, and he got a little more money. And he got a little more yeah. money. Yeah. Eagles yeah. did the right. thank you for the Super Bowl ring. Yes. That's absolutely. what it was. Evan Bubblegum here working the soundboard. How are you today, sir? I'm on top of the world, man. I'm not only my Super Bowl champion, but this week, two days, I will also be a college graduate. Hey! Thank you very much. Congrats, bro. This Thank guy. You. Appreciate you did it. it. Appreciate you didn't it. flunk out. Congratulations. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I still have time. There's still time. Sees <laughs> <laughs> get degrees, man. Hashtag student um, loans. But yeah, I'm the, oh my God. <laughs> that's, that's something for another day. But uh, aside from all that, dude, uh, like I said, I, I'm, a super, I'm a fan of Super Bowl champions. Uh, and not only that, but we are after the draft and after free agency, we are uh, being touted as still the number one team in the league by what looks like all the national media. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, the first power rankings came out today, mm-hmm. and the Eagles were firmly at the top of the number one position, as they should be. Yeah, they should. You know, you're defending Super Bowl champions. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into the Eagles offseason, kind of grade that, and justify why they should be number one. Because mm-hmm. it's not just the fact that they're Super Bowl champions. I, think, that, I honestly think they're a better team this year. They are a than, better team. Than they were last they year. Especially when they we're healthy. They could be the, uh, the, the number one hated team now. I love it. The rest bring, of the bring it. Bring, bring the hate. And why, and why do you say that? Envy. They just love to hate Philly. You know that. Everybody I mean, loves to hate Philly. That sounds like a TV show. Philly versus everybody. Everyone Everybody hates the man on top. top. Yeah. Awesome. So, we're going to grade out the NFC East. Because, again... Start if you want to do the repeat, and if there's nothing above the repeat, it is imperative to win your own division first. Personally, I don't think that's going to be much of a problem, but nevertheless, each team is coming in different than they were last year. Does that make it easier? Does that make it harder? We're gonna kind of, we're gonna to try to decide right here, right now. Mm-hmm. So the first team I want to bring up off the bat, because I gave each one of you a team to give me your scout off season scouting report. 
who they brought in free agency, who they lost in free agency, who they drafted. Who's got the New York Giants? Right, her. Right, All right. her. All right, Mike. Give me the uh, skinny on the New York Giants offseason. All right, so New York Giants, they, they've been in, in the air for me. Uh, they really didn't address much in their offense, which I was very shocked because that was a major problem for them this season or this past season. But in the draft, I was really impressed with uh, with the pick they got, uh, Will Hernandez, uh, offensive guard. They if, A lot of the experts were saying that he was a very underrated pick. I'm not sure how you feel about Will no, Hernandez. I, it, was, it, was a, it was a good pick. It was a good pick like, in the second round because a, a lot of experts are saying he's going to be a top-notch offensive guard to help that they got Saquon Barkley. That's going to be a big help for them in the future as long as they have a nice offensive line down the road. I mean, they really didn't address that that much besides getting Hernandez, but you still have Eli Manning. You still have Eli, 37-year-old Eli Manning with OBJ. That's just a freaking locker room problem as it is. Who knows? He might be still going after Des Bryant. Des Bryant still think it's signed. I just feel with their offseason grade, they, they're going to see for me. They didn't address. They got more weapons in defense, especially for the draft. I just feel... They did not address their biggest problem in offense, which is a quarterback. And I, I just feel like they're not going to do much this year. I feel like they're going to be an 8-8 eight eight team. So I'm just going to see. See. Okay. I think, I think out of all the teams, the other teams in the NFC East, Giants are my sleeper. They're not going to win the division. They were my sleeper they, last year. But they, they might be because they, they brought in Nate Soldier. Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Right. They drafted that kid, Hernandez. And they got Saquon Barkley. And now they got Saquon Barkley, who is a legitimate home run threat at any point on the He's field. Be a problem Whether it's years. running the rock inside, going outside, in the uh, screen game, over the middle, that guy can score from any point in the field. So now you have a legitimate running game to help Eli Manning out. With some additions to the offensive line, look, they're not going to be world beaters out there. You know, Nate, Nate's a little older, all right, and and the, the kid's a rookie. But at least they did something to the offensive they line. They did. They did. Not only that, but you are getting back, from a talent standpoint, the best receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Work ethic-wise, you can say what you want. Attitude-wise, you can say what you want. Top talent, though. T- he is. The top he is. talent he, he needs to get paid. at the wide receiver position. So now, all of a sudden, you have – League's best receiver, rookie of the year candidate right out of the box. Absolutely. In Saquon Barkley. And a defense who now is not going to be on the field too long going three and outs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pat Shermer is at least a – he might not be the sexiest pick at head coach. Uh, but I'd he's say a, average. Around the average but, coach. But he's a man who can put together an offensive system tailored to the strengths of the offense. Absolutely. You saw that in Minnesota, right? Yeah, I, I think he's also a players coach. A lot of a lot of players really like Shermer. I think you got a culture switch um, going from the head coach they had last year to Shermer. Dumbass. I think it's like uh, a doo-doo. You know, at first, you know, I think Gettleman. I don't know if Shermer and I don't know if they blend well yet. Because uh, yeah, have you seen any of their press conferences? Dude, get get Gettleman. Like Gettleman's the, the wrong guy. Yeah. Like I, I'll just I'll just come out and say it. I know some Giants fans would disagree with me. Gettleman's the wrong guy. Show me with what he did with the Carolina Panthers that made them any more of a contender than Cam Newton being healthy. 
There's nothing. nothing. This is the guy that drafted Christian McCaffrey. This is the guy who let Ted Ginn walk. This is the guy, (laughs) so on and so forth. You know, uh, Gettleman, and it has nothing to do with the old school, new school, like like the beep, boop, boop, analytics thing. That was kind of weird, though, for him to say that publicly. Like, I yeah. was like, really, dude? Yeah. I, 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 no I just feel team. like he didn't do a bad offseason with the Giants. It just uh, – I was surprised he did not address the offense that much. I understand yeah. that players are going to be coming back healthy like OBJ and Shepard's going to be playing more. And now they got to do Barkley, Solder. They're just in a and weird place, though. They are. That's why – it's really interesting. That's why I was just giving a seat because I – yeah. I'm undecided. I mean, it's I mean, just I mean, the offense right, is in question for me. That right side of that line. I mean, Eric Flowers is holding out, mm-hmm. trying to hold out. I mean, you have Eli Apple, a guy. They were trying to trade him, too. That you reached for a couple years back is now your starting corner who had issues within the locker uh, locker room. I don't know what is going on there, that, but that's their starting corner. Yeah. But they had, there was other pieces that they, they needed. So, Aaron, and, and, But the other thing is Saquon Barkley is going to be the second highest paid running back ever. And he hasn't set foot on the field yet. Yeah. And you think about what they could have done to trade back, and they could have got a king's ransom. They should have got they, a quarterback. They really could have got a king's ransom. Nah, I, w- I won't say they should have got a quarterback. Like you know, once generation. Listen, I'm not. I'm not. If you're not sold on the quarterbacks that are in this draft, and a lot of people weren't. Uh-huh. A lot I, of people weren't. I just think the Giants in this situation this year, they're going to be win. Now ordeal, especially with Eli Manning in the helm. Yeah, the thing is, they went win now, but they don't have the win now players yet. I think they you know do. I mean? It's just my my question is the offense. That's it. That's my the defense. I think they're going to do really good this year. They're going to be solid. The defense is going to be just fine. The I, offense, I, the with, offense with, with, my... with a with a better. I I don't think even marginally better. I'll just say better offensive line mm-hmm. and now we got and, and, and a sustainable threat at the running position with and, Pat Shermer now at, at, and at, with an offensive coach. So so to sum up the New York Giants, I'm not th- going to disagree with you on the grade. A C, I'll give it a C, but it has the potential to be so much better because there's some unknowns there. There is also too. I think without a doubt they have the potential. I'll I'll say even likelihood of being the most improved team. In the NFC East, I'm with you. They were at the bottom. Now you have the second overall pick for a reason. You stink, Mm -hmm. so that's not saying much. But if you take a look up and down the roster and the new additions, general manager, coach, OBJ's come back, Saquon Barkley, everything on paper looks good. Like okay, they have the potential not to make an Eagles run, but you know, do a hell of a lot better. If they get six wins, that's double last year. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. I think think Solder is one of the biggest key pieces for them. Absolutely. Eli upright. Yeah. You know, I think that's – they overpaid for him, but they had They they needed it. They They needed it. When you you got Eric Flowers and you're trying to trade him out there and nobody will bite at a conditional seventh-round pick, just shows you how bad that guy was. Eric Flowers really has some chutzpah, man. He was a turnstile last year, and he's holding out right now? He was terrible. It's weird, man. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird, and nobody wanted to trade for him. They they offered him up on the block, too, during – the draft for like a mid round pick and no one no one sniffed that either. Hell no. I think they would have gotten rid of him for like a set like anything. Anything at that point. Jeez. Alright, who has the Washington Deadskins? Oh, I have the Washington Redskins. You have the Washington give me the skinny on the Washington Redskins offseason. Well I mean obviously Kirk Cousins uh left for our, our beloved uh Vikings and and Skulls Skull fans out there. Uh so I think they botched that if we're gonna be honest, I think they botched 
how do you let a franchise quarterback go? Um, that, but in return, they got uh, Mr. Dink and Dunk, Alex Smith. I mean, he's he's serviceable. You know, he's not going to turn the ball over, but he's not going to, uh, you know, he's not going to wow you either. But they traded a uh, Kendall Fuller and a third-round pick to get Alex Smith. Um, I think in the draft it was kind of cool they got that third-round pick um, back. But um, they they have they have a solid quarterback starting for them. But I, yeah. you know, who 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 is he throwing to? It's hard to manage a game and be a game manager. And Alex Smith is the absolute definition. We've tried to assign that role, that saying, that cliche game manager term on a lot of other people. Yeah. Fucking Alex Smith is the poster child of game manager. But it's hard to manage a game without a sustainable deep threat. I mean, he's he's got Jordan Reed in that sustainable deep threat you're talking about. They overpaid for Paul Richardson from the Seahawks. Uh, yes. I mean, he got he got like I think twenty million guaranteed. Or something donkey. Like that. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, you still have Jordan Reed, and I think uh, you know what they wanted to do in the off season um, is beef up their interior defensive line because they're terrible against the run. Mm-hmm. Their first round pick they went with Deron Payne, who um, I I think they wanted Vita Vita Vea, but Deron Payne from Alabama kind of beefs up the middle of the interior of the line. And then in the second round, they, they moved back and got the third-round pick, and they drafted my son. <laughs> Geis. Darius Geis. I think they got uh, incredible value there in the second round with Darius Geis. Um, you think about the running backs, the Redskins, who's who's the last running back that was effective, really? Clinton Portis. <laughs> Maybe, or uh, Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris was, yeah. Rhymes with Portis. Um, but Darius Geis is going to give them a power running game. Uh, with a uh, Alex Smith, he teamed that up. You know, it's going to be a dig and dunk, but they got some power and they have they have some good offensive linemen. Uh, in the third round, they got Jerron Christian out of uh, Louisville. So you think about their tackles. I think they they got hurt against the Eagles. They like three of their linemen went down. Yeah, we were hurting them, right? We were hurting them. So uh, they're looking to beef up their offensive line. They might move Christian inside. Uh, they in the f- fourth round, I think they got a uh, Apke from a. Uh, um, Penn State, the, the white cornerback that ran four three four, white lightning. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> raving about that on Twitter. Jason uh, Seahorn two point uh, I mean, he, he, he's he's an athlete, but I I think they um I think they reached on that one. Okay. Look at this dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they got Tim Settle Settle from Virginia Virginia Tech, another guy to beef up the middle, and then they followed up with Sean Dion Hamilton, a rangy linebacker in the middle, dealt with mad injuries. Um, could be a starter, but he's got like torn, torn everything. Um, he's like you. He's like yeah. <laughs> he's like me or the black Sean Lee. <laughs> All right, uh, and then they follow up with a, a corner. Um, what's his name? Greg Stroman, uh, with uh, special teams ability, but you know. So overall, all together with the free agent acquisitions and those that they lost in free agency, carry the two. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a B. You're gonna give him a B because I, I felt okay. like. When you lose a quarterback of Kirk Cousins, you know he's he's a basic plus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think bringing in Alex Smith just to you know settle everything out. Um, they did what they had to do, and well, they, they got some pieces. What's their record this year then? No, 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 we'll, we'll, no. We'll, we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. We'll get All there. Right. Y'all already know mine. So, so, so before um, 
before I move on to to our favorite team in the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys. Before, before we move on to that, I remember watching the draft, right? And Geis's name finally comes off the board, yeah. and they make the announcement. And as like as the commissioner was walking off of the stage, something was said, and I was watching NFL Network specifically. Something was said where I believe it was Mayock said that. And something else is going to come out about this kid yeah. that might embarrass both him and the team that drafts him. And so far, we have heard gots nah. about any of that. He almost made it sound like a, a Laramie Tunstall-like bomb that was about to dro- drop at the draft, and the, or, or the Des Bryant tape, mm-hmm. and then nothing. We heard no- What was that all about? I mean, we, we kind of like touched on it last week. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's... Like, and I've been, I've been like, I've been trying to find some stuff on Geis, like for literally, you know, for weeks. Yeah. I was like, God damn, what is this? Like, I, like, what is this? Like, they kept, like, nobody has said the exact words of why he fell. They, they, they dance around it. They talk about him playing Fortnite, <laughs> like <laughs> him playing a lot of video games. Okay. They talk about his brother involved with, you know, some crime. His dad got murdered. Um, he's never gotten in trouble or anything. Um, I, and they still haven't danced around. I mean, they've been dancing around. Does he around. look like a bitch? There is, there, there's got to be something all the NFL teams know about that dude that they just don't want to take the chance I, on besides the Redskins. And I think the NFL can't say, like, if, yeah. he, if, he's, if he is gay, they can't say it. No. All right, so, so, so there it is. It's, the, it's the gay thing. Like, like people, but I'm, but, the, like, but then, like that that's but, that's the big thing. But if Mayock was saying it's embarrassing, like if it was there like a video, if there's something like crazy, there was nothing, literally nothing. Then it's it's spill that whole the bean. shit is weird, man. I feel I feel bad for him because like you see a prospect who had like top fifteen range talent, and now he he dropped to the second round. Maybe he he didn't do well like doing meetings. All right, for the right. Draft, and, with, and like he did with the up. Eagles. Apparently, with the Eagles, yeah. we don't know, but. Who knows? <laughs> All Who right, knows? so, so far, the New York Giants have a C, according to Mike. Yes. According to Gale, the Washington Redskins got have a B. B. Next is the Dallas Cowboys. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! And Evan Bubblegum here. Yes, yes. So I did my homework on uh, everybody's favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys, and uh as we all know, they were slow out of the gate. Um, Very Jer- slow. Yeah, Jerry was caught sleeping. Uh, who, who, knew, who knows what was going on there? But uh, after um, Des Bryant uh, was asked to uh, was handed his pink slip, he uh, th- this is what they replaced him with. We have Alan Hearns, who was uh, he had a thousand yards and ten touchdowns in 2015, but hasn't hit 500 yards and four touchdowns since. Uh, they have Tavon Austin, who's a uh, gadget guy, Ooh. and uh, but he he can he can run it and he can catch it, but he could do neither really well at all. He's like the poor man's Percy Harvin, who was the poor man's you name it. Um, and Dante they, Hall, Dante <laughs> Hall. They got they got uh, this guy Jihad Ward, who is a uh, defensive tackle. Uh, he's he's a uh, project, and he's from Philly, uh, but he had a limited role with the Raiders and. Finally, they got the wrong Thomas. They got Joe Thomas. And no, I'm not talking about Joe Thomas, who just retired the offensive tackle from the Browns. I'm talking about Joe Thomas Sr., who is Joe Thomas Jr.'s dad. 
This guy played, if you remember, back in 2016, there was a story about a 55-year-old man that was that was I, playing at, I in va- SC. I and vaguely remember this. There was a 55-year-old man that went and played for SC State. He went back to college after his son made it into the NFL. That's this guy's kid. <laughs> and uh, geez, quite, quite frankly, he hit a little bit harder than Junior, too. He uh, Junior only has played 12 games last year, and he only had 14 tackles with the Packers. So a uh, little, oh, little okay. bummish. Okay. All right, let's move on to the draft picks. So uh, in the first round, I actually uh, am a fan of um, Leighton Vander Esch. I think that Dallas made a good move in a replacement or uh, some depth in the middle linebacker position. With We know how uh, Sean Lee can be unreliable yeah. as far as staying healthy. Uh, in the second round, um, they, they also made a decent pick in uh, shoring up their line a little bit. They got an offensive tackle by the name of Connor Williams. He was one of the top tackles that uh, was graded in the draft. Uh, and I, I, I actually also like their third-round pick. They got a decent uh, wideout out of uh, Colorado State, who um, his best season, I think last season, he had 100 receptions, 1,400 yards, and, and seven touchdowns in 13 games. Granted, Colorado State is, you know, probably not playing. Are they Pac-12? Do you know? Or mm, I'm not sure. But uh, r- regardless, got a good name for a, a, a cowboy player, Michael Gallup. Gallup, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but after that, it gets it gets pretty ugly. Um, they got this bum tight end <laughs> because we got their guy, Dallas Goddard. Uh, so they settled with this compensor. Uh, comp- this pick, <laughs> Dalton Schultz, who um, he's actually pretty good. Uh, you think so? Because I'm lo- I'm looking at maybe that maybe the stats maybe the stats uh, there's there's more than just the stats. But let me read you his uh, his lines over the, his three years in college. 2015, uh, ten receptions, 121 yards, one touchdown. Uh, 23 receptions, 222 yards, one touchdown. And 22 receptions, 212 yards, and three touchdowns. That's a pretty bum college career, if you ask me. It was it didn't really light the, the world on fire. That's harsh, man. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and finally, uh, the guy uh, that I uh, looked at last uh, was this guy Dorrance Armstrong, who was a defensive tackle mm. um, at with the one and eleven Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, although he did have a good uh, game against Connor Williams, who is the Cowboys' second-round pick. My final grade, uh, I believe that uh, the wide receivers were replaced with inferior talent after Des Bryant left. I think that Dak really doesn't have a passing option for the most part, and uh, after Witten left especially. Um, so I'm going to give them a C-. minus. C-. C-. minus. They, uh, they shored up the offensive line a little bit. Uh, but as for everything else, uh, they replaced positions with inferior players. Got it. So we got a C- minus from Evan on the Cowboys. Mike's giving the New York Giants a C. And Gale is giving the Washington Redskins what I think is maybe like a generous, a generous B. Yeah. What I see from the NFC East, the rest of the NFC East, is a whole lot of 8-8. Eight and eight. A whole lot of average. Basic ball. Basic ball. Basic bitches. Which means I think it's the Eagles division to take. Now, look, I think the most improved, New York Giants. I think think head and shoulders over everybody else, New York Giants, for all the reasons we previously stated, shoring up the offensive line. Not incrementally, but better. Better. I think also that their record was worse than a team that they actually were last yes. year just because of all the injuries they said. Because they, 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 they were decimated by And that and they have been 
they had Ben McAdoo as a legitimate problem in the yeah. locker room as it is that people didn't want to play for. But I, you, they fell apart internally with. The, I mean, you had uh, Landon Collins calling out Eli, Eli Apple on like social media. Like yeah. internally, they were. It was just bad. Had some some pieces. So a whole lot of average. Yeah. Eight and eight. Most improved, I think it's going to be the New York Giants, which again three wins isn't saying much, but I I do agree with you. I don't think. The team that you saw last year was the real New York Giants, mm-hmm. being as they were decimated by injury and couldn't block for Eli, and it was just a disaster with McAdoo and everything else. I think the most declined out of those three clearly has to be the Dallas Cowboys. I think any sniff of what they did two seasons ago when they went 12-4, and four, right, oh, and won the division. There goes blown away. Yeah, that's gone. That's got, They were exposed last year. And they got worse. Because now you've got Dak Prescott sitting back there trying to throw to inferior receivers, as you put it. Everybody's going to put eight in the box, which we remember what happened yeah. with Chip Kelly when you don't have a deep threat. What happens? Now they ain't got no tight end either. Yep. Defense is Swiss cheese. You got Sean Lee who can't stay on the field. Really not much of a veteran presence. Van Der Esch with one year of productivity in college. Who knows what you're going to get out of him? Yeah, I think really their whole team stands on that offensive line. Like that, you know... But then again, you say the eight in the box, and that that's true. Like they, their strength was the running game, and now everybody knows what their strength is. Like you just and it's lost, only one strength. You lost, you lost Witten, and you lost Des Bryant. That's like fifty. They lost Des Bryant. I mean, of your, your, come on, your your passing game right there. Most improved New York Giants, most declined Dallas Cowboys. Dark horse might be the Washington Redskins. Dark horse might be the Washington Redskins. Would you agree? And I'm I'm just saying the team that might surprise. I don't see anybody beating the Eagles, but or or beating the Eagles for the title. But when we take a look at okay, a three and thirteen New York Giants team getting better, mm-hmm. a Dallas Cowboys team getting worse, and then Washington kind of meandering there in the middle. They've always been the middle of the pack. They've always been the they? middle of the pack. Just, yeah, I just also think a lot of moving parts. Like you, you think of the Eagles. Think about the rosters. Twenty, twenty guys coming back. Starters coming back. Mm-hmm. Fuck. You look at Cowboys, moving parts. Washington, moving parts. New pieces trying to gel together. Yeah. Eagles, fucking stable. 20 guys coming yeah. back. And stable. Then, well, 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 let's do it. I just think. Let, 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 let's, let's talk about our beloved Eagles. And I'll give you the scouting report <laughs> on the Eagles. Because uh, I, I did a podcast a couple, uh, like a week ago, uh, the, the Great Britain Eagles podcast. And they said, like, what do you think about this Eagles offseason season? after, you know, the Super Bowl. And I said, listen, we kind of knew that this wasn't going to be a big offseason for the Eagles. There is a price tag associated with winning a championship. Number one, a lot of your assistant coaches are going to be plucked. A lot of your assistant coaches are going to be taken from your staff because everybody wants a piece of the champions. So whether you look at Fip or, or, or Flip going to uh, Minnesota to be their offensive coordinator, or Frank Reich, who was an integral part of this year's offense, and going Indy. to Indy. Indianapolis, I mean that 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 sort of stuff is going to happen. You saw it time and time again with the New England Patriots, whether it be Romeo or or you know um, what the hell is their offensive coordinator uh, McDaniel's, who went to the Denver Broncos. Uh, you know, their their coaching staff was always getting plucked because they were winning championships, so on and so forth. So, number one, you're going to get your offensive or you're going to get your coaching staff plucked. Number two, very seldomly does any team 
win a Super Bowl on a budget. You know, you're going to be up against the cap, whether it's paying your guys that are homegrown talent or bringing in free agents to get you over the hump. Very rarely do you win a championship on a bu- on a budget. Buy another one, you rich motherfucker. So you're going to be up against the cap. So you're not going to be able to make a lot of off-season signings and improvements via free agency when you're coming off of a Super Bowl. All right? Number three, draft picks were light. Listen, we had to trade some pieces in order to get some pieces to make that Super Bowl run. There is a cost associated with winning the Super Bowl. But what they've done, I commend them for. Because you trade for a guy like Michael Bennett, who is clearly an upgrade over a guy like Vinny Curry, who you allow walk from that big contract. You sign Haloti Nada. Upgrade mm-hmm. over Bo Allen, who's now in Tampa Bay. Now, granted, he might have to play a bigger role because guess who's not going to be on the field for the start of the season? That's one Timmy Jernigan. We're going to get there. Guy? We're going to get there. You bring in Mike Wallace. Again, clearly an upgrade over Tory Smith. Smith. 100%. So there's free agent acquisitions, which are an upgrade over positions that you already had on your Super Bowl roster. Not only that, you get a, you get a tight end in the second round, Dallas Goddard. Sydney Jones on ice. Sydney Jones on Oh, I fucking forgot about Sydney. Sydney Jones season. We're, we're good. All right, Sydney Jones season. You, you bring in a tight end like Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. Who I already think is an upgrade over. Now, granted, he's got to make sure he can block well, but Selleck's production as far as receptions and touchdowns, like, like listen, it's going to be hard to replace yeah. both um, Trey Burton and Brent Selleck combined together. But if you can just give us the productivity of Burton with a little bit of blocking of Selleck and then a lot and allow a guy like Billy Brown to come up and give you that third tight end position, mm-hmm. you got an upgrade at that position now. So wide receiver's been upgraded. Defensive uh end has been upgraded. Defensive tackle has been upgraded. Cornerback with the uh, Cindy Jones upgraded. Uh wide receiver, I think I mentioned that. Tight end, so on and so forth. And then you're getting all your guys back from injury. All you guys back from it. Carson Wentz. Leaders, too, though. Leaders. Darren Sproles. Jordan Hicks. Your linebackers America got better. Your special teams, your special teams got better. Your running back position. Even JP. though you lost LeGarrette Blunt, I mean, you're getting Sprolesy back, so maybe that maybe that's an even. Maybe that's a wash in the end. But this Eagles team, with the limited amount of draft picks they had and the limited amount of salary cap they had, coming off of a Super Bowl victory... I have to give them, at worst, a B plus. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. No, yeah. You're right. I mean, I think last last week I, I gave them a B plus as well, and I, I felt like, you know, some people were like, oh, you know, we we can't get a tight end with the first pick, but obviously they did their homework, moved back and got the same thirty two quality, uh, and gained a second round pick in two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you got fucking Dallas Goddard. What? Yeah, and Goddard gives you the best of both both worlds. I feel like, like you're saying, he he's an upgrade of Burton, um, and Dougie P loves the two tight end sets, mm-hmm. and that's matchup if, nightmare. If you, you think about what damage they did in the red zone, sixteen mm-hmm. touchdowns with uh, two tight end sets. Now you have a guy in Goddard who matches like he's a big body dude. Yeah, with Ertz on the, they're both. That's what I was about to say. Both, two, for Wentz. both versatile, man. Like you can do, so, 
I could go on. Both was both with great hands. For once, Ertz, man. Ertz didn't drop a ball the entire season last year, and you're going to put a guy that's got just straight natural stickum on his hands on the other side of the line. And the way that the way that Peterson's going to use those guys, he's going to cause cause these mismatches to get guys, you know, on the wrong guy, mm-hmm. and he's just going to fleece in the red zone. And that's a, that's a great that's a great uh, so, solid pick. Nineteen and zero. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Not well. You know, you know what? As we take a look around the NFC East, this is why the new norm is so important because it's about the foundation, what it takes to win a championship from the ground up. Step one to winning anything yeah. is you have to win your division, and the Giants got a little better. Dallas Cowboys got worse. Fucking Redskins are steady Eddie. Eagles are coming off of a Super Bowl victory, their first ever in franchise history, and and they got better. They got fucking better. They got better. Somehow, and they got better. <laughs> and they they they, they uh, did it smartly with the, the with the the cap situation. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you get Wallace? Just he just wants to come in. He's like, I already secured the bag. I'm trying to win the Super Bowl. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking right, man. I mean, and then also you're creating this whole. Uh, team chemistry thing, your, your mindset, and players. This is a you know a, a place where players want to play. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a, a rhyme too, right there. Players, players want to play. Players want to play. Place where players, players want to play. It's nice to be a desirable destination. I don't think we've never had that position in our lives where we're the place it's where. Weird. Oh it's yeah, really let's, I want to go to the champs. I want a chance to win yeah. a ring. It's 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 hyped in Philly, I feel, man. I, feel I like want to be over there. I feel like we have this big ass mansion right now, and we're just doing maintenance, putting some pavement in the driveway, painting. Just put just put some granite countertops in. Just you come know, check it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's now it's now it's about maintenance. And yeah. It's about uh, doing it on a budget and being smart with the money. And we'll get to the point where we start penciling in those wins and losses closer to the season, probably sometime during the season or preseason rather, but. As far as the first step and kind of discussing what's up front for the what's coming up for the Eagles, again in the doldrums of this offseason, because man, it is going to be a long stretch. We're we're going to go through OTAs and mini camps. We're going to go through mini camps, and people are going to make a big deal out of it, seeing guys in shorts like last year when Fletcher Cox didn't show up to OTAs. That or, bastard. Although I will say this for OTAs, there was a lot of beat writers out there watching it that said that Nelson Aguilar looked great in yeah, shorts. Going, I remember yeah. so. The mi- the mini camps don't get too high, too low on the mini camps. Just take them for what they are, which are dudes in shorts. You know, what I mean, get your rocks off to seeing the little clips of guys making one handed catches in shorts, and then just seeing the boys back on the field if you have to. Don't make too much out of it. Speaking of the Nelson Aguilar point, uh, I I do remember when they were talking about Nelson Aguilar is the most improved guy when it was ju- they were just in shorts and they were doing OTAs. We were only getting our information from the writers. Who do you, do you think he's the most improved player from from last season? I'd have to say. I mean, people were calling for his head. Who yeah. do you, who I mean, do you, I mean, and then he also came from that whole like fake uh, rape thing. With yeah. The stripper, like his his lows were fucking low. Who who his else? Highs were fucking high last year. Who else on the Eagles turned it around last season? Is there, can you think of anybody else? Car- Carson was playing better. Uh, Ertz really Ertz clearly uh, played better. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Mills. Uh, Jalen Mills played better. Yeah. That's, that's about it. it. That's about it. We're, we're, that's a great show topic for another one. Like, and I think maybe we touched on it before. Like, who's the next Nelson Aguilar? Oh, I, mm-hmm. You have to say Brandon Brooks. 
Yeah. Brandon Brooks was coming back from the uh, yeah, the anxiety you know, thing. The exa- yeah. exa- anxiety thing. So. I like it. I like it. All right, well, let's get to uh, Mike's favorite segment of the show, and that is your Twitter question. So take it away, Mike. All right, we got one for Big Shirley, our good buddy Big Shirley. He says, have you ever thought of the Lombardi Trophy while clapping cheeks? <laughs> while clapping cheeks. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to lie, yeah, because right on top. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> right on, Mike, not, not gonna, li- Listen to me right now. Right no, on top no, of my bed. No, listen to no, me. No, I'm not going to no, make it anything bad. No. I have the Super Bowl Eagles flag right on top of my bed. So while I'm doing what I do. Oh, I, my God. Is this really what the show is turning into? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. The flag's right there. So how do you not? That, that means you're not focused. That means you're not focused. You're not hitting the right saw... spots. <laughs> yeah. Lady's yeah. like, uh, really? He's just like, yeah. <laughs> Hit that hole. We got that Lombardi. That Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna penetrate. We're gonna. Pre- oh, we're almost there. We're almost to the red zone, baby. <laughs> we're gang. almost there. Touchdown! <laughs> Nice, nice job, Mike. Nice job. I ain't gonna lie. The the flag is right there, so I'm just like, I can't uh, deny it. Can't deny it. I'm being real. Anybody else think about the Lombardi? uh, What is it? Clapping cheeks? Clapping Clapping cheeks. cheeks. No. No. I'm thinking about clapping cheeks. Y'all lame. (laughs) Y'all lame. Now the the music comes in. Great. All right, thanks. uh, Thanks for the question, Cheryl. Yeah, thanks a lot. Jerk. (laughs) (laughs) All right, another question is from uh, Brother Frank. He says, each drawn member picks a player from the list and predict their stats. So the players are Corey Clement, Mike Wallace, Derek Barnett, Goddard, Jones, and Foles. Uh, So one of y'all pick Corey Clement. You assign him. You assign him. Just give us one. All right, E-Rock, Corey Clement. Corey Clement is going to go for 800 yards rushing. 300 yards receiving, seven touchdowns. Yeah. Who the fuck needs Terrence West? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just at this point, if you're bringing in Terrence West, you're just bringing in camp bodies and yeah. you're just spending money for the sake of spending it. That's my that's my stat line don't, on court. Don't forget Josh Adams. <laughs> Undraft free agent. Notre Dame. All right, Gail, since you're a draft guy, Dallas Goddard. Uh, his stats. His stats, uh, yards and touchdowns. I'm going to go with 800 receiving yards. Okay. I'm going to go with... 800? That's Zach Ertz territory, bro. We're talking about Dallas Goddard here. 735 <laughs> yards. <laughs> with, uh, um, I'm going to go seven touchdowns. That's healthy. That's a healthy stat line that's a, that's for a rookie rook. year. Yeah. That's, a good, that's, right. that's a good rookie year. Evan? Yeah. You're Sidney Jones Hive. Ooh, Sidney Jones. How many interceptions or tackles? Mm. All right. Said the kid, he's going to have three interceptions this year, and he's going to have himself 75 tackles. <laughs> Pulling numbers out of my head. <laughs> I can like, tell. So like, like predicting stats is like, so, come on. All right, give me another one. Give me another one. You want another one? Yeah. All right. Uh, Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace will have 550 yards. That dude's a yak specialist, though. 550 yards. Let's go uh, five five touchdowns. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, he's gonna have that thousand yard season this year. Wow. It, it'll be this year. He'll just reach that thousand mark. How many of Carson's 40 touchdowns will he have? But that's the thing. They spread it around so much. Team. That's what I mean. But he was I, playing with a torn rotator he cuff. He was. You know, there was like three guys with eight touchdowns and 800 yards. But you're right. He did have that that rotator cuff problem. Yeah. 
nine touchdowns this year. Nine like of them it. will be for Alshon Jeffrey. I like it. All right. Earn that money. All right. Here's another question from Shirley, and I think this real good one be interesting for the Shirley guys again. Here. Yeah. Shirley gets like, two a show now. Yeah. Oh, this is good. No, this, this is good. Out. This is good. He says, "Who is better at the memes or slash photoshopping, Gail or E?" Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'd pull that one out. <laughs> uh, put it up on a poll. Want to put it on the poll? Put it on a poll. No one's going to say. I don't, I don't have to say <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Look at everybody's face. Everybody got real uncomfortable. Uh, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go with you. <laughs> go, go with the political answer? He's a specialist. Hey, hey wait, 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 hold on. Time out. That's not the political answer. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. First of all. Ding, ding. First of all, <laughs> I was doing photoshops and putting heads on people's faces before it became a thing on Twitter. Oh. All right. I don't want to say it's I invented it. the original face in the whole of it. I'm just saying, here. Philadelphia Eagles-wise, I think it's safe to say I was the first one to do it. And I've had years but to wait, master it. who had to teach who? We work on different programs. The, the, oh, uh, right. honest, honest to God, he does his... Like, I can't work on his program. I'm not sure he even knows how to use mine. No. So... Okay. Okay. I mean, I let, 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 let's just put it this way. He works on MS Paint. Which is the Alex Smith of photoshopping? No, it's fucking the Dak right. Prescott of Photoshop. I work. I, I shut I, MS Paint down. Hey, I got that. You, you got that son. secret copy. Believe it or not, <laughs> sell, sell them are my photoshops actually done on Photoshop. And, and most of my work is done at my job. No, most of my work. I'm, is gonna done. Get, I'm gonna get fired right now. <laughs> at my job. <laughs> In between fucking doing contracts. <laughs> I'm gonna do this fucking meme right now. I'm about to fire off this contract and then make this fire meme. We got a production shoot that needs to go on. I'm like, shit, I gotta fucking do this meme right now. <laughs> Yo, when you're memeing at work, doesn't it piss you off when like your coworkers are like, so what's got you're like, shut the fuck up. I'm yeah. trying to fucking do this I got meme. memes to fucking do. Yeah, I got me people. But then when you get caught by a coworker who sees what you're fucking doing at your desk, you're like, what are you doing? Why are you putting Carson Wentz's face on a goat? Like, what the yeah. fuck's up with that? My, my, bo- my boss is like wanting to have conversations with me, and I'm, I'll be like half listening and memeing at the same time. He's like, dude, you have to fucking pay attention to what I'm saying. Like, put the goddamn phone. All right, boss. I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. I, I'd say we both have our, our different styles, and together we're a fucking beast. Name a better duo in any NFL Twitter that's better at memes. Any, any team. I don't know anything else from besides Evil's Twitter, so. Man. Fucking tag team champs. Put it up top. There you go. Put it up top. Bang. Boom. There Bang. it is. Next question. Next question. <laughs> but put, do put it up as a poll. Like uh, at the, I'll put as a poll after this. I'll put yeah, a poll yeah, up after yeah. this. So, further AM. He says, do you think even if Carson Wentz is fully healthy and ready for week one, should we start him week one? Or should we wait and make sure? Or give it a couple weeks? That is going to be a decision. Yes. You know, that is going to be a decision up there. I, I say I, start him. Start him. Start him. Yeah. Let I mean, my boy play. I mean, if he's good. If he's if good. He's, he he's, said he's, fully he's, healthy. If he's, he's fully good. healthy, why ain't he on the field? If he's good, he's good. He's good, he's good. Uh, so we're pretty much on point with that Let's one. put Callahan in. But just, don't, just but, for but, don't, but don't rush it. Don't rush it. Yeah, I mean, if he's like, like 93%, no, that's not yeah. good enough. If, you know it, I mean? Even if he's 100%, but you're not sure because he's like 100% on Tuesday and the game's on Thursday... Like, look, this dude has missed preseason. He's missed training camps. He's missed OTAs. He's coming off an injury. He's probably just been able to, like, work and practice for mm-hmm. four weeks leading up to that moment and maybe two weeks at full speed. Like, like this is why you got Nick Foles, because it's a luxury. He's like, a if he's 93%, Jesus, 
You've thrown Nicky Foles in there. He's a ginger Jesus. He can have Chick-fil-A on Sundays, man. He could do anything. All right. That's, that's all I got to say. How do you do that, though? Well, you know what's funny? Me and my bro Brian over here, we went to Chick-fil-A, my casual Chick-fil-A Tuesdays before his show. And I didn't re recognize this. And they had the Carson Watts A01 shirts. They had their own Chick-fil-A style A01 t-shirts now. So I think Carson Wentz is like sponsored that, that or partnered with Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. That sponsorship. The, the owner of They have 11 in the back and everything on the shirt. Probably, well, so well, I think that's, yeah. Nice little interesting uh, note there. Uh, one more question from Audible4040. Says, uh, with the new offensive coordinator, Mike Rowe, how long do you think it will take the Eagles to get rolling? I think they're going to be rolling right away. I yeah, think, I I th think, I think aside from Mike Rowe, we go back to Gail's point of uh, there's 20 starters on our team that are coming back. I think that that is the part that uh, that is going to be fluid. We're not really going to miss a beat as far as our players are concerned. I think they're going to know what to do, and Mike Rowe is just going to – he'll fill in and figure it out when he does. The beauty of this offense is that it wasn't Doug Peterson, you know, giving the orders down to the rest of the crew. It was Deuce Staley with input, who's now assistant head coach. Mm -hmm. It was Grow with input, who's now the offensive coordinator. It was Frank with input. It was Flip with input. It was the players with input. So when Doug Peterson says it's a collaborative effort, I fully believe that. That top to bottom, it was a collaborative effort. I don't see much change in this offense now that grows in. Mm -hmm. And I really think they're rolling just the way they were during the season. You know, we were. let's not forget, we were steamrolling teams. Yeah, yeah. Denver we're, we're Broncos, Chicago we Bears. Rolling them. We, the Arizona Cardinals. We were rolling teams. Mm -hmm. So even if there's a even if there's a 14 point step back with some of these teams, you know I mean you're still you're still, still beating the pants off of them, and I don't think you will have that step back. I think the offense is going to be just fine, clicking the way it was. Yeah, I mean it's trust the collective. Um, I feel like you know, like he said, it was uh, you know everybody was together bringing this the squad along. I think it's a well oiled machine. I think uh, there's nothing to worry about. You know, I think come training camp, it's going to be. Back to business, and uh, I'm excited, man. Excellent, excellent. Couple uh, housekeeping news before we get uh, ready to get out of here. Single game tickets go on sale this Thursday at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Get to some high speed internet. Get on your computer 30 minutes beforehand. Yes, sir. Remember that guy that called in about getting tickets? And yeah. I, I was trying to think of the tip that he gave. He said, "What call?" an hour before or half or 20 minutes before and then get on the phone with the person and when it flips to 10 when it flips to 10 you're already on the phone and then you could have the person on the phone line something like that but right? yeah but you gotta have high speed internet no matter what because these things will be tickets. sold out yeah keep keep in mind Especially when, when, when tickets when tickets are released you think there's a ton like the whole stadium's going up for sale like 60 to 70 percent of that stadium is already bought out. Season tickets, corporate, you know, yeah. corporate deals, comp tickets, 94 WIP has freaking tickets coming out the wazoo. Most of those tickets are spoken for. So when they release tickets to each game, you're only talking about 10 to 15,000 tickets maximum. I'm being generous with that number. Maximum that are available for sale. Yeah. Those tickets for the entire season will sell out 
in less than 60 seconds. I promise you. So get on your computer nice and early. Do the trick where you're calling somebody up and sweet-talking them to stay on the phone with you for 20 minutes. Do what, do what you got to do. Get on there. Get your tickets. They're going to go fast. Uh, license plate guy. I'm going to keep pounding this. License plate guy, go fund me for the zero Super Bowls jersey. We are like 1700 away from reaching that $10,000 goal. If you've ever enjoyed this podcast, if you like what we do, if you laugh at either Gail or I's meme, please donate. The link is my uh, pinned tweet at uh, the Mighty E-Rock on Twitter. There's also on the 4th and John Facebook page, there's videos about it on the 4th and John Instagram account. Uh, we are so close to obtaining our goal, getting this jersey so we can burn it at the home opener. All the proceeds go to the Tom Coughlin J Fund Foundation, which benefits families who have children battling uh, cancer, which is a noble cause. All this money goes to charity. We are almost, almost there, and we have until June 1st to get it done. The Hall of Fame yeah, uh, just buddy. released some more tickets. What? Again, the, huh? the Hall of Fame trip. We are going out there Thursday night. A full tour of the NFL Hall of Fame. A whole day dedicated to the Hall on Friday. Please join us out there in Canton, Ohio. It is going to be an amazing experience. You get to tour the Hall of Fame with 4th and John. This isn't tickets. This isn't trips. We're not making any money off of this. We're not, you know, we're not a travel agency. We're j- we just want to meet you, the fans there, and enjoy this experience because it's going to be Gail's first time. It's going to be Mike's first time. It's going to be Evan's first time. It's going to be Trox's first time. We want to enjoy this experience all together and best believe coming off of a Super Bowl championship, there's going to be some nice Philadelphia Eagles kind of set up there. It's going to be amazing. Please join us. And then, of course, the Brian Dawkins ceremony. Lit. So, uh, yeah, I think that wraps up all the housekeeping news. The Eagles are coming back better than ever, coming off a Super Bowl win. The rest of the NFC East, basic. I think we established basic that bitches. on this show. Uh, we want to thank our guys for coming in studio and, and, and hanging out. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Uh, trying to think, is there any other... Buy a t-shirt. <laughs> we got out with some new shirt. We, get, we came out with some new designs. Check out the 4th hey, and John shop. Rate and reply, 4th and John. Yes, please do. Yeah, buddy. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to Fourth and John. Wait, what the f is a John anyway? Hey, Dallas! NFC East Champs! Divisional Champs! And World Champs! We just won the fucking Super Bowl, you John motherfucker! <laughs> My fucking back, dude. Look at this dude. Poor donkey. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. Fuck it. Ay, ay, ay. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. 
And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.